Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where we chat with startup founders just like you from all over the globe. Each episode, we bring you practical and actionable tips to help you escape the cubicle and begin your own startup journey. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pro with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. I've got a special guest with me today, Florian Jacques. Florian, thank you for joining us on Rising Tide. Hey, Kevin. Thank you so much for inviting. So literally on the other side of the planet. He is, uh, it's, it's early morning for him. It's evening for me, but he graciously is uh, carving out a little bit of his time today to, to, to talk to our audience here on Rising Tide. I think it's going to be a great episode, but Florian, lay the groundwork a little bit for us. So please tell our audience a little bit about yourself. So thank you again for inviting. So my name is Florian Jacques. Uh, I'm initially from Belgium, UX UI designer. Started my career as a first graphic designer, more in the print side, and then doing uni specialization into the UX UI. Um, you know, always very interested and passionate about all these startups. Um, so I always wanted it as a dream uh, as, a, as a young kid to actually work in the Silicon Valley in San Francisco. So I actually designed a bit my career in that way. At 18, um, I already started to have my first gigs as a graphic designer. My father, as a accounting, he was telling me, Flo, you need to create your first company because you cannot just take cash like that. So at this time, I already started my very first company, a design agency at 18. That allowed me basically during the time I was doing uni to already some having some projects. Um, I actually dropped out after the third year, third years of uni because I had opportunities in San Francisco, my dream job, uh, to work next to startups uh, in, in Silicon Valley. So I did that a few times. I was doing some mission from three to six months. I never wanted to actually be employee to these companies as I, I was actually having my own company. I wanted to keep that flexibility and freedom to just move and work for different projects that actually was inspiring me um, to just met, meet different people and, and being, you know, like surrounded with just different people and not being stuck in a bubble of like one single project. Uh, so I, I really wanted to just learn from the best for a few years with my back thought to actually create one day my own baby. Uh, but that was basically my five years before COVID, moving from New York, San Francisco, Australia, and every year coming back to Belgium, where I was actually organizing a music festival, where in, 20, in 2019, at 23, I brought that music festival to almost 20,000 people. Um, that was quite interesting and a nice learning curve at this age, like just touching to different segments of the business, managing over 500 people during a three-day festival, wow. managing over 100 policemen at 23 at 23. <laughs> quite funny as well um so yeah no it was very interesting and and you know i was always trying to come back with some framework that I was learning from san francisco which was never really working to bring that back in my countryside in that village where i was doing that music <laughs> festival but it was just funny to try it out so i it's really interesting so i mean so you're in the middle of belgium you wanted to go to silicon valley you found a way to get there and kind of kind of on a, almost like on a consultant contractor, you know, type basis. So I've got to believe that as you're sitting there, you were, you were, were you torn a little bit about, okay, I kind of know what I, I want to want to work on. I want to work in the kind of the graphic side of things, maybe the music side of things, but were there also just thousands of ideas that were coming to you as well because of where you were? Yeah, indeed. And I think as well, the fact that I was always in motion, every three to six months, I was actually relocating to a new place. 
that was really what first drive me and inspired me as a creative designer you need to you know be inspired and be fed by sure. a lot of different things that just fed your creativity and i think that was really important for me to to move on and, and bring some new ideas um but that that brought me days for example midstay which is the ideas i'm working on currently but i always valued that kind of like movement from one place to the other that actually brought me as well that kind of work-life balance mm -hmm. where i was able to just match my work where I was not feeling burning out because I was just meeting some so many new people every week and 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 trying out new lifestyle as well. In San Francisco, I tried the hot yoga, which I never tried <laughs> uh, before, and I was just like you know getting into into that lifestyle. In in Bali, where I'm currently, I'm more into the surf, and so it's really great to actually just go with the flow and 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 just try different um, lifestyle as the location is actually providing you. Right. I mean, hey, if your name's Flow, you've got to go with the flow. I mean, it just that's exactly just, right. It's like you know, you're you have a T-shirt that says that on it. Says, Everybody just needs to go with flow here. So, um, tell me because actually, I have the, my T-shirt currently is a gift from my from my father and and mom like last uh, last year for my birthday. It's it says go with the flow, uh, <laughs> just at my back. So. <laughs> I had no idea that that was true. So yeah, I'm a prognosticator here, but. So you, you mentioned Midstay. Tell us about Midstay and how, how the idea even came about. So yeah, like uh, just taking a step back in 2019, I was doing that last edition of the music festival. Um, you know, we, we decided and we were quite lucky. We decided just to, to stop after 10 years of doing this music festival that was initiated with my by my father. Uh, so that was more a family project that I mm -hmm. took over after the, um, the six years. Um, on the last year, my brother joined me, and so we brought that 10 years music festival in a beautiful castle in Senef in, in Belgium. Uh, and it was just like getting uh, like super big, and we did such a nice edition that we wanted just to, to end on that beautiful note. And we decided just to move on on different projects. So we decided on 2019, that was the last edition of this music festival. And in early 2020, I was keep working, I, I kept working for my clients that were based in San Francisco, New York, Australia. I was having some gigs and I was able to work remotely from Belgium. I was in Belgium and I was like, okay, it's winter in Belgium, January, February, 2020, it's freaking cold. I just want to take one flight ticket. And on my way back from Australia in 2018, I actually passed by five days in Bali and I thought, okay, one day if I have the opportunity, I will come there and I'll just walk for a few months from there. So I took a flight to Bali early February and one month after what happened, COVID hit. Yep. So I got basically stuck here. And I mean, it's beautiful. I was stuck in paradise, right? So all my friends in Brussels were like, okay, Flo, just don't come back. There is no point. It's cold and you, we are stuck in a flat and it doesn't make sense for you to come back. You're able to to do a normal life over there. So just stay there and, and do what's, what's going to happen and how long it's going to take to come back to normal. So instead of staying like two months, three months I had in mind, I actually stayed 18 months. So I just came back in the summer in 2021. But at this time, mid-state, the startup I'm working on was already on track. Um, after six months being stuck in Bali, I actually met my co-founder, Magnus. And I was, uh, you know, I, I was mentioning that um, in, in Bali, I really learned surfing, about surfing. Mm -hmm. I really get into that uh, lifestyle. And basically from 6 to 8 a.m., we used to surf every morning. And at this time, one day, you know, there is these days where there is no waves, so because that's a flat day, uh, and you are at the peak, you're waiting for the waves, and that day I actually met my co-founder in the water. So 
we were talking with people around us. I ended up talking with Magnus, my co-founder with the CTO of the company. Uh, he was explaining me his experience of like traveling and working. He's a proper digital nomad uh, from, you know, like Mexico to Thailand to Chile. Right. Whereas I, I was not really in that, in that kind of destination. I was more into like corporate office of a startup in, in mm -hmm. big cities. Um, and, but, but uh, at the end, we were basically sharing the same frictions that we had, like moving from one place to the other, bring you instability of productivity. And, and basically you need to take at least two weeks to resettle in a new place. And, and, and because you need to chase an agent, you need to chase your coworking space, you need to chase all the different services, you need right. to resettle and relocate in a new place. And then what we also understood is that recreating that whole social bubble, all the friends, all the people you want to surround yourself with, because we truly believe that is because you are surrounded with the right people that you're actually growing personally and professionally as well. So basically, Mixtay is born on that idea where we wanted to speed up that relocation um, first step. So meaning that we digitalize all the different services the nomads and remote workers need to actually come in a new place, in a dream location and work for a few weeks or a few months here. And then we recreate that whole social bubble by matching them together in some we call that colleagues of the week, where people can actually be matched with like similar industry um, of field, and they are actually matched with people that are willing to actually connect on the same length of stay, on the same lifestyle, on the same professional interest, so all that. So it's really creating that social bubble. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it all started like that. We, we were feeling that it was missing a tool for this new growing segment that were happening now we're in the middle of the pandemic we understood that companies were letting people working from home all the tools were proven and clearly it will be something happening after pandemic um, where people will be moving working and enjoying a better work-life balance that's actually the main main um, key factor so as part of Midstay, I mean, you, you're kind of putting all these services together and making it's like a packaged opportunity for somebody to to kind of step into. But are you contracting with like real estate? Are you contracting with with uh, local co-working spaces? Or I mean, you putting when you're putting all these services together, are you packaging it in under like here? It's it's a thousand dollars a month, and you get all this, and we'll take care of you know everything else on the back end. Is it is it similar service to that? Now, what we understood actually is like nomads are quite self-made and they don't want to have like, well, like ready, ready packages basically. So we really are tackling the, 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 the problem in a way that it's a self-serve platform. It's a one-stop shop for remote workers where basically you can shop whatever services you need currently. Okay. If you already have an insurance, you don't take the insurance. If you already have your visa, you don't take the visa. But you're really coming as a, as a self-serve marketplace where you just and choose whatever services you need and we are basically asking you where is your temporary home address and we're mapping all the different services around you just like that it's it is the 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 first step you know uh, that you actually um, actually uh, that you actually do in a new city so are these affiliate type links that that you're you're providing these services through or is it a kind of a, a bargain so in terms of business model yeah yeah, indeed. So we're integrating these certified partners and we're taking a commission on a transaction. But we also are having a premium membership where by being premium, you actually unlock all the different social features, which is basically the second step. Once you locate it, you actually need to create your own social bubble. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's such an interesting model. And so, so many times, like, like great ideas born out of, an, of a pain that the 
the entrepreneur had themselves. I mean, you, you talked about you and Magnus kind of, kind of comparing notes, you know, in the surf, you know, about these things, but was this specifically a problem that you were facing as well? Yeah, myself, I actually face that even though I really love traveling and working, I do feel that you're actually losing a bit of productivity if you're not using the right tool, basically. And it was quite hard to find that tool that was designed specifically for this target. Mm -hmm. So that's clearly what, what we wanted to do is like really designing a tool that was just specific for the need of this of this new target. They are not tourists. They are not staying a few days or, few, or one or two weeks. They are not expats. They are not staying a few years. They are really moving every one to six months mm -hmm. to a new place. So these, these people really have different needs, completely different to what we used to know as a travel industry before. Uh, that's clearly a new segment that just born. Yeah. And is, is it location specific? Like, are you focusing just on Bali right now? Is it a, I mean, could this be used anywhere in the world? I mean, obviously you have to have like local knowledge, you know, to be, to make this work, but how is it, how is it like, how are you determining where this, your market is? Yeah. Currently we, we tried out with a lab in Bali. We are actually operating in three cities, Ubud, Uluwatu and Changu. And this, the idea is actually this year to expand to Thailand, to South Africa, to Mexico, to Portugal. Uh, but that first year, because we are quite early, I, I forgot to mention, Mitzitei was born in 2021. At the end of 2021, we launched in May 2022. So basically, we are very young. Uh, we raised money in May to try to, to, to test the product in Bali, to prove the concept here, and to expand in 2023 in more ups. Indeed, this is very important that we are actually expanding hubs by hubs and not globally directly because it's very important of the density of the people and the partners we're actually getting in these hubs, which makes Midstay having more value at the high of the people. Um, but yeah, one thing interesting as well is that that's really the B2C offering. We actually understood in mid-2022 that the B2B was actually very, very interested as well by our services. Not only where they could actually send their employees as an employee benefit to you know enjoy one month in bali and working with a productive uh, tool in from bali because that's one of the biggest fear of companies they're actually willing to give benefits but they are afraid that they're losing productivity yeah. so we are basically their guarantee for that on the on the company side but we've been also seeing in the last four or five months a big traction on another services on the B2B, which on this one, we are providing the services in across all APAC region without like limit to any location, where we actually, instead of like bringing one individual of one company for a few weeks or a few months, we bring the full team together for a few days or one week or two weeks max, which is also called team retreat. Uh, so by the knowledge we actually got from the Midstay platform, we are easily able to actually provide that new services as well. And that's actually something that since the COVID has ended or almost, companies are asking the employees to come back. So, and, and employees are forcing to not come back. So mm -hmm. what's the middle ground? It's hybrid model. So yeah. we see that a lot of companies are embracing that new model, but that brings new problems, right? And so I think it's very important as well that we knew ourselves that we were in a position where the market was changing because it was just being created. Um, so we need a startup to be as flexible and agile as possible to understand the market, where the traction, and just direct ourselves in a way that this is where we need to just moving, going with the flow, moving with the market, right? Uh, so seeing that an issue was actually raising up from, from the fact that companies were hybrid, 
it was the fact that they were really struggling to engage to have people that were engaged to to still you know create a company culture because people were not all the time at the office and they actually played as well with that they reduced the, the cost of the real estate so thanks to that they can actually mm-hmm. um bring some people at home during the time that people are at the office and basically yeah. these people are never crossing each other so they never see each other at the coffee machine they never have that ice breaking uh conversation and that's what nurtured this company culture that's what nurtured the 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 camaraderie like all these things that actually bring the fact that you like to work in a company and even though you have a lot of benefits to work from home and work remotely we do believe that replacing that colleagues environment is very important that's why on the b2c side we are doing it once they are abroad without their team for a few months but that's also why we want to provide that on the team at, for companies where they can bring their whole team together in a place like you see behind me, which is one of the 200 villas that we certified. This is in Bali, um, where these villas are ready to be converted into a workspace or into a mix in between team bonding and work um, during yep. the team retreat. Wow. I, I mean, there's just so many questions that uh, that come to mind as I as you're kind of explaining the concept. But one of them you you mentioned maybe expanding to to new hub cities, you know, in in different places in the world. So let me ask you: Do you? I mean, and it's it may be hard to answer because of you know just kind of lack of time, you know, the 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 lack of history here. But do you foresee that people would move based on cities that Midstay actually operated in? because the benefit is such a value to them like is it a subscription model it says you know what i'm going to get the premium membership and i'm just going to i'm just going to continue to cycle from hub city to hub city to hub city because i number one i love to travel um all these services are provided for me it's taken care of i'm almost moving with a somewhat of a community because i'm i'm meeting people through this platform as well uh, i ask you about 15 yep. questions all in that one sentence there so <laughs> you pick whichever one you want to answer <laughs> No, but indeed, I, I think clearly this is the goal of Midstay, like making sure that people can stick to our products and moving from one place to the other. That's that's for sure the goal. Uh, I mean, are we going to, and are we currently uh, achieving that? No, because we are in Bali. Uh, but that's we are designing that platform in that way that is very scalable and that yep. people can just be feeling comfortable to move from one place to the other just by being worry-free of the location because if they are moving through us they know that they will get the same experience from bali that they will get in mexico that they will get in portugal that they will get in bulgaria let's say in the future right. um but so that's clearly the the idea and also as we know what kind of people they are actually discussing uh and, and interacting with within the platform we are also able to suggest people that are in the same vibe interest and and you know common traits uh, as as someone that they were actually getting along in in Bali, they will move in Mexico, and we will provide them also that very first social cycle that they were actually getting along with in Bali. Mm. So this is also like this like next step social uh, aspect, professional aspect, and and one thing we see a lot is that people are afraid to embrace that lifestyle first because they will be alone. This is really a privilege. Like employers will be actually allowing their employees to get into that lifestyle, but you are not a choice where you're bringing your 15 friends two weeks in vacation in July, right? Yeah. So you, it's a privilege and, and you are the one that can do that amongst all your friends. So you can do that lifestyle, but what's your blocking element is the fact that you are alone, that you don't know anything about that new place you want to move yeah. in. 
And that's where Midstay is actually coming and stepping up. And that's where we make them feel more comfortable to embrace that journey. Um, so yeah, that's, I, I would, does it reply the question? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, and it's, I mean, I, I can just envision that, that business model, you know, as it expands and, and people see the value, the intrinsic value of the service itself or services that it, it's providing. So um, I want to transition right now a little bit and, and uh, want to get a little more inside Florian's head here. And, but while we do that, I want to hear just a quick word from our sponsor. As a business owner, new sales leads are essential. At Podbrand Media, we create a branded podcast for you to generate those leads by interviewing your best potential clients as subject matter experts. Not only creating great rapport, but also great content to share in your industry. Affordable and effective. Contact us today at podbrandmedia.com to learn more. So we're back. Florian, I wanted to uh, ask you, you mentioned, you mentioned kind of your your history as you kind of walk through, you know, your, your entrepreneurial uh, birth, I guess. And so do you believe that, that entrepreneurs have a genetic disposition to be entrepreneurs? Is there a, is there an entrepreneur gene that we have? I've been meeting so many of them by, by traveling. And I think that's really what, what drives me as well is like meeting people that are doing things. And that are not stuck in their bubble in their country that never actually and i have nothing about that and i think people just need the time or need to be comfortable to do so but i really i'm, I'm really enjoying to actually travel for that for meeting people like that that are actually doing things and, and being out of their comfort zone um i i don't think there is most probably factors that actually help right mm -hmm. like on my side i'm born from two parents that are entrepreneurs uh, my mom is, is an interior architect and my father is accounting that turned into a financial director, uh, but he, he was doing a music festival, so nothing, mm -hmm. nothing related, right? Yeah. So he really, he really enjoyed to launch like projects. And I think I, I'm just born into that mindset and, and I'm very lucky about that. And, and I think this clearly helped me a lot. Um, but I see as well, my father it's himself was not coming from a family like that. So he actually nurtured his, his mindset of entrepreneur. Um, and, and he created himself his own journey, right? And I met so many people as well that are actually doing the same. They are coming from either like, um, you know, poor family and they are actually willing to step up and, and to just like sh show that they, they can do it and, and they, they're actually striving for something more um, or people that are, and I think the opposite as well. So I don't, I'm not sure if there is like genetics behind it, but clearly I think the education is clearly influencing and, and, and as well, like most probably the environment where you're actually growing, mm -hmm. uh, this is most probably helping a lot and, and, and triggering people, you know, ambition and, and motivation to actually um, get into that journey. I think it's, it's a little more nurture than nature. Of, yeah, yeah. Most probably nurture Which than nature. Which is interesting that's, because that's a good one. I would say if, if I, you know, the, the 250 to 300 entrepreneur startup founders that I've talked to, I would say by far more people would say I was born that way. I was born with a disposition, a genetic disposition to want to start things, you know, and they can go back to when they were in, you know, primary school and you know, were, I was selling candy bars on the playground, you know, type thing. And just uh, that whole idea of, I, I just always was, was, you know, I always wanted to, I was never satisfied with the status quo, you know, so to speak. But 
I am. Uh, it's interesting your 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 response to that because I would have guessed the exact opposite based on what you said earlier. <laughs> no, I I do think like everyone is is have all the tools to actually change and and get into that lifestyle, right? But again, I think to be very honest, this is really about the environment that you're living in. Yeah. If you're telling me that some entrepreneurs telling me that they are actually selling candies at, at school, like they were maybe surrounded by parents that were actually entrepreneurs already. So That's since the very point. young age, they, they were point. actually learning about sales. And so the very first thing they did, it was at, the, at school. But at the end, is it really genetic or is it because they were surrounded mm. by their parents that were actually already point. selling things? That's a that's a really good point, and uh, it's it's interesting. I, as you as we see, even the different, like um, like the demographics out there, you know, where there's baby boomers or or Gen X or Gen Z or or Alpha or whatever the the next iteration is going to be. Where do you see like where is your sweet spot for midstay as far as demographics are concerned? Yeah, so clearly, yeah, Gen, Z, Gen Z and millennials are mm -hmm. the main targets. Yeah, sorry, Gen uh, and, Z. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, we are exactly, we, we are living in a, in a world where these people have been living into that digital world, Gen Z. Mm -hmm. they, they, they never know, a, you know, a world without any phone, without any, everything was digitalized when, when they're born. And I'm actually at the very uh, edge in between both. I'm actually 96, born in 96. So really, I'm at the very last year of millennials. And uh, my brother, two years uh, younger, is actually a uh, Gen Z. So I'm really in, in between that. And, and I see that clearly these people are, are looking for something more than, than, you know, like big salary or like just a career. Like for sure, the millennials are willing to do a nice career as well. But they are really valuing much more work-life balance, having like... A, you know, a, a better quality of life. Um, and this is super important for them. And more and more, they're just valuing that. And even more after COVID, like these people are just valuing much more this. And that's actually where Mitzi is also trying to provide a solution where, you know, we are really uh, believing into that transfer transformative power of travel, where people are facing culture, uh, facing new people, new, new, new way of thinking. And I clearly, this is like something that is, just truly inspiring and, and and create new type of collaboration. And that's where myself actually, uh, I was striving at my very first age of my career. And I do want to actually bring that to more people. I, I love that. I mean, and speaking of, I and mean, we talked before we hit hit record that, uh, you know, we had, my my family and I had lived in, in four different countries overseas. And, and I, I truly agree with you. Travel is transformational. There is no doubt that uh you know being exposed to new cultures new languages new um whatever fill in the blank it is it absolutely you will never be the same you know as a result of that and it just expands your worldview expands you know your perspective um you get out of the bubble you know in your own head type thing but uh you you haven't um i mean i say that at your relatively young age you you you've been running things for quite a while, actually, because you started really early. But what are some lessons that you think you've learned, just one or two really key lessons, one-liners, whatever, that you think people sitting in a cubicle, just listening to this going, you know what, he he just came up with an idea, and he just chased it, and he's making it work. You know, he and, he and Magnus are just making this work. And, you know, he he's done a lot of different things, some things that worked, some things that didn't work. Um, but just speak directly to them and, and think what are one or two things that you've learned as a founder, as a 
as a leader, as a CEO, that you think would be really helpful to somebody just getting started in the journey? Yeah, that's a very good uh, question. And thanks for letting the opportunity to, to, to speak about that. But I do think that, and, and when I'm coming back in Belgium, that's always the thing that I'm hearing is that, you know, I have that ID, that would be an amazing ID. Uh, but at the end, ID is cheap, right? It's all about execution. So just like get out of your comfort zone, create that, just try for that ID, test, learn, fail and just retest again and at one point you will succeed so I, I do feel that we just need to get out of this comfort zone that that is that means taking risk yes but at one point like this is worth it because even though if you're not succeeding you've been learning um, and if one if one day we need to bankrupt with midstay to be honest i've been learning so much that i will be just selling that it's a success because on myself i've been actually growing a lot and i know that the next one will be will be a success or if it's not the next one it will be the next one and i will just keep trying and learning and if if at one day I will never succeed, I will at least have been learned something. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that is, that is such an important point that you just made. And it just kind of resonates. And I'm an old man, but it resonates in my own mind. What is the worst case scenario? So you try, you, we have you nothing learn, to lose, you right? fail, go get a job. I mean, go do something else, you know? Um, I mean, stability what? is always there, but like the fact Absolutely. to actually get out of your comfort zone, it's up to you, right? And we are always procrastinating all the time to actually say, okay, that could be on next year, that could be next year, or I don't have the perfect founder, or but at one point, if you don't, you know, like move, actually get out of your comfort zone, that will never happen. It's clearly up to you, and and whoever is around you, you can actually bring whatever excuse. It's actually clearly yourself that needs to 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 take that step and and. This is where it starts. Mm -hmm. uh, that is such a such a great point, and um, you know that is it is it uh, Reed uh, Hoffman of LinkedIn that said, you know, if you're not embarrassed and you're with your first you know product, your first MVP, then you waited too long to launch it. You know the the whole idea that you know just that's something else as well, I guess. Right, but this is maybe the, the second step. Uh, this is already people that actually get out of their comfort zone already. Mm -hmm. They started the project. But then what, what's another issue and what's maybe something else that's actually something I learned as well is that I'm designer, right? So I'm a bit that perfectionist guy yeah. at the beginning, which I'm actually, I learned to not be anymore. Uh, but the thing is that you always want to just release the perfect product and that could take a very long time and it will never be perfect, right? So you always will find something else to actually change. And that time is actually valuable and, and you're losing time. So you're actually losing the fact that you don't have the feedback of your users. Mm -hmm. And this is where it all starts. Feedback of users will allow you to have that feedback loop that actually creates new iteration of your product. And that's where you find the product market fit. Otherwise, you're just going to get stuck for like years in your product. You're going to launch it and no one will use it. And then you will be, okay, I lost three years of my life. Yep. Uh, it's really important to just like, you know, try learn like iterate ship and then just getting the feedback and then reiterate again uh showing like a, a lot of things that you you created but you only worked for a few months on it and not a few years right yeah that i mean it's such a great example and it really is kind of the lean startup model that says you know launch right. it test it get feedback iterate you know just kind of do that over and over and over again and, and just continuous improvement and even though product. i knew that right it's super mm -hmm. hard to actually follow this like this is really yeah. a learning thing even on this day like i knew that i was working in san francisco we were working that way but once it's your baby you really want to have that perfect product right <laughs> and it's it. super hard 
to detach to get detached of that right you really need to okay like this is just an mvp this what's important is that people use it it's not that it's beautiful actually if people use it we can make it beautiful but if it's beautiful if and no one use it what you're gonna do exactly exactly you got yes that that is such a great point that is such a great point man so as we uh, as we wrap up today, man, what is one thing that we just haven't touched on that you just kind of wrap us up with today that you think would be a great, a great way to to end our chat? Um, something that you you think is really important that we just haven't had a chance to cover, and then just tell people where the best place to find you online. So yeah, I guess like again, we come back to this um, maybe fluffy thing, but I really believe that you no, know, we are living in a new generation where. People are valuing much more work-life balance, and either it's by traveling and they find you know transformative power behind it, or either it's by staying at home with their kids and family. I do believe that this new world offers flexibility, and and that is actually to embrace that work-life balance uh, that we were all looking before. And I do believe that we just as an opportunity to make that work. Um, we know that 25% of the workforce will be a Gen Z in a few years. Wow. And if I'm not wrong, it's 2025. So it's not so far. And, and Gen Z will be the driver of that new uh, way of working. So I'm pretty excited and enthusiastic to actually see this new world coming up as a future of work. Um, and yeah, it will be, I think, the best world for all of us and combining you know, quality of life and, and proper work um, that, uh, that is actually fulfilling ourselves. Yeah. So that's pretty much uh, the last sentence I wanted up. to bring. So if you're sitting there and you're just you're just thinking you're sitting in your cube listening to this and you're thinking you know what it's time it's time to do something here I just I encourage you to to go to Midstay kind of get a get an idea of what the services that they're offering Bali is a great place to land it's a great place to land and a great place to start this this journey and you know grow with Midstay Midstay as they go to different locations you know to get, take on their subscription model but um, I just, John, or Florian, I just want to thank you for just taking time today and just sharing your story. It was great to, great to chat with you and and really just hear some of the I mean the amazing things that you've done. At, like I said, at such a young age, but I've been involved in so many different things. But really, just sharing the story and sharing the purpose behind you know this this uh, company you guys have created and what the why behind it and why it's such an important service to. Um, to this community that is a growing, um, ever-changing demographic of digital nomads or remote workers, but really just helping, you know, play your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Florian, have a great day, buddy. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much for inviting me to the show. And if anyone wants to connect, uh, I am on LinkedIn, so you can find me at Florian Jackus or just using our product at Meet we hope you heard some great takeaways make sure you follow up with our guests today and show them the support they deserve as always thank you for listening and playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide